Hey everyone. Um, all right. So as I rattle on, <laughs> um, I want to talk about um, the the unknowing of everything, right? And the little bits of information that we receive. So um, you could have been born into some opulent Upper East Side life, you know, that they jet out to the Hamptons or, you know, been plopped in some shack, some favela outside Rio, right? You didn't, none of us chose any of this. Again, I say that because some people will say, what do you mean? You know, in some other, you know, you, you decided to come here and learn the lesson. I have no idea. I mean, that's, everybody has a different version and jolly good. We, we all, we all make, you know, have our own versions of the world day in, day out. And we need to respect all of it, everyone's place in this universe because everybody, yeah, is, has been brought here by some divinity, which uh, I certainly know very little about <laughs> or something. Or perhaps this is all just a big hologram. Actually, it might be given what I've seen sometimes. It's like a hologram. So, so yeah, like, so none of us, from what I can see, again, I could be completely wrong, chose kind of where we were dumped, you know, like wherever the parachute dropped us. I don't, I certainly didn't have a GPS. And certainly if I did, I would not have gone there. Um, so I think I'm just thinking about the, you know, so, so then one day, you know, for some reason, somehow kind of, the earth shifts and um, I got thrown off a cliff and went into some rabbit hole that's been going on for quite a long time, uh, which I had no idea about. And a lot of trauma is deeply hidden. You know, the psyche is this sort of very, you know, scary, unknown, shadow, jungle, thing that sort of lies in the dark, you know, like those, you know, fantastic iceberg pictures where, you know, the beneath this is massive continent of stuff that can't be seen. And um, at first certainly was for me a continent, huge, unknown place that has been slowly dug up. And um, has been very, you know, I mean, I think I've been digging for the last 15 years, <laughs> you know. Um, once you, you get into that place, once you decide or somehow you get to think, you know, to sort of begin the archaeological dig, you know, you just want to keep going. I, I, like I needed to know, even if I didn't actually, you know, I just kept going. So, and what I've seen is a bit like an x-ray. It's a bit like... Um, okay, Mrs. Simpson, you know, the cancer has spread from here to here. Now, you wouldn't know unless you had the ability to look, to x-ray, to determine, to figure out this whole landscape that lives within us, both physically, psychologically, emotionally, that we might know nothing about unless there's a way to penetrate, to understand, to see. 
And so I feel like I, I felt like I was living, you know, on this, this little tiny, you know, icicle of an island, which I thought was the universe and which I thought was perfect. And yes, and here I am on this. I think of those images of those very, excuse me, those very big bears on a very tiny piece of ice. But they're holding on and the, the whole thing is melting, right? For dear life. Um, and that's what it's been. It's been like the shrinking of this piece of ice that I've been sitting on, standing on, thinking that this was the universe as it slowly is dissolved and I've been forced to go deep into the underground to see everything. So my version of the world was an invented version, right? I think that's, and we all have ways of mitigating horror and terror and stuff that happened early on. So I had a really powerful kind of projection, a really amazing kind of Hollywood kind of, you know, do-over of this wretched bloody situation, which I believed and I maintained. And I think evolution is really genius that you can do that, just like wipe it out. Didn't like it didn't happen. I'm just gonna take my, you know, paintbrush in my Mac program and make all that shit disappear. It's genius. And I mean, genius for just, you know, breathing, (laughs) breathing and getting from one day to the next. It's like, it's really like going across the jungle, you know, those zip lines, but very slowly, and it's breaking as you're going across. So, here you are in this one projected, built reality, and underneath that, which is like under the skin, you're the reality of what's going on is so different. And now, I don't have an x-ray, and humans really aren't that capable of penetrating it because we like to distort, and we like to not be here, and we like to distract, and 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 we're, we're fearful, which is, God, yeah, there's a lot to be fearful about, right? In that respect, right? And, um, the ayahuasca acts like dynamite, and microscope and everything to do with lighting (laughs) because it will take you to every corner of it. And, you know, once you see it, and it's, again, taking me quite a long time to get into every corner of it because it's a, you know, it's a fragmented piece of something that needs to be pulled back together There's the, okay, here was I, what, I, what I thought I was, which is, you know, really complex and was spent, it's like building a set design for years. You're doing this most magnificent opera. You're building this whole set design. And then you realize, oh my God, none of it was true. None of it was worthy of all that building. It was simply armor. And actually, you have to tear all of it down because once you tear it down what you see it's really like taking the floor off something underneath is this kind of writhing, seething pit of shit 
And in fact, that truth of, you know, blue-blooded royalty and, you know, swans in the Versailles gardens and, you know, infinite blue skies and just sunshine everywhere and the, the smell of roses and that was all BS. And what it really was was, you know, the stench of corpses, corpses and not corpses, corpses and slithering kind of things and insects and you know a whole cavalcade of um an army of dark angels and all sorts of demons and stuff which is you know okay so the truth that was being hidden was yucky pretty awful pretty yucky so now I see it so now I can't undo it in some time frame it happened and you know it was sitting there sort of because I hadn't faced it because I hadn't I had kept so much of it hidden because it was so terrifying and the next question is well what if I've acknowledged all of it seen all of it gone through many physical (laughs) purges to say the least and continue to do so energetic purges of all the rubbish and then there's a place where you just say it's over and because at first you're in shock you're like this can't possibly be true you know I thought I was living in Disneyland I thought I was living with a perfect family, with the perfect parents, with all the struggle to make them, you know, all this can sacrifice to, for these people that were just these poor, lovely, innocent peasant folk. And then you realize, no, nah, that was your version. In fact, you were kind of drowned underwater, abused sexually, you know, neglected, unloved. I mean, just the whole litany of like, the DMS, whatever that psychiatric book is, it's just chucked at you. No, all of it was not what it appeared to be. And so now you're neither what you built and also you're not what you've seen because that happened a long time ago. It was just sitting there waiting to be cleaned out. You're neither of them. Although you had an identity built around the fabrication and certainly an identity around the darkness, it might not have been surfaced, but it was always energetically navigating you. And you can't undo what happened. And I think there's something very zen about seeing it. I mean, after all the horror and all the treachery and all the the heartache and the suffering and the anxiety and the really, I can't believe those people are really that. Oh no, and what a pig and how evil. And After all it's all done, there's still life. And you can leave it. You now finally have a choice to say no. You finally have a choice to 
let it all go because you finally know what it is. You can't let, they say, oh, let it go. You can't let go what you don't know, what you can't see. You have to go into that forest, in, you know, submerge like a submarine into the darkest depths and see all of it. Because you can meditate all day, you can sit in a cave forever. But really, and for me, meditation came first because it was a stilling of the mind. It was like, okay, let's just still this baby up. Let's get this machine just a little bit less tense, anxious, etc. And once the universe had me kind of like, okay, now, you know, boop, boop, you're going to go down. It's like a diver, like you're going to get really still. And now I'm going to take you down in the cage to see the sharks. And it's terrifying, right? Even though you're in a cage, you're down in there and you don't know what you're gonna see next. Is it is like the biggest, you know, white shark gonna come at you and you know, you don't know. Like what's coming out of that darkness? What you know, what what are the teeth that are gonna come out of there? And the cage is the ayahuasca. The cage is this plant medicine literally is monitoring how much you can take. This sounds very weird to say, but that's certainly it's how it's felt to me. You're not, I certainly, I don't think any of us are capable of just like unplugging all the wires at one go. It's like, you know, the, the whole diving thing where you have to go down very slowly, come up very slowly, right? In order to not get the bends. And that's what it's been like. It's a very slow surfacing so that everything can be integrated and seen and understood. And the, basically, it's almost like the baton is being handed over, right? There's a shift and a transformation that's happening as you go from understanding and seeing the identity of the kind of the, you know, the show that you put on, and then, you know, really like the eclipse of the sun. There's this very slow, and suddenly now the show is being, dissolved in the darkness, right? And the darkness dissolves the show and the identity. And now you have the darkness and the truth of what happened. And in that seeing, and in all the feelings that you feel, there's a purging. It still happened. You suffered. But once you've seen it, there's a purging. There's a sort of rewiring. Admittedly, it takes a while. You're kind of in shock. You're kind of in integration. You're kind of being transformed. And then it's like a no man's land. Like you're kind of half in the shadow and half out, right? So it pulls you down. And then, like a diver, you're going to bop up to the surface. And you might need to take a few more hits. One of my most recent hits was being in a situation with someone and recognizing 
oh my God, you know, this is not what I want. I don't want to be here. You actually see the way that your energy is pulled in something that you have smothered in a particular story. But you can finally say, and again, it's not, you don't, there's no blaming the other person, but I, you know, you're in response to your own trauma. The strategies are dying down, but they, once they're, you see them and they're not, and they're part of that trauma, you can say, I don't want to do this. This is part of the old and old strategy. And so you don't get all these strategies we have for survival that are connected to trauma, which are energetic. They take you. It's unconscious, right? They just take you to these places and you relive. And after that event, which is really powerful, I was having a ceremony and there was this incredible release of I can't do this anymore. Like literally my code had given up. Like, it can't work anymore. It can't produce these distracting strategies because I can't be blinded. There's too much knowing. There's been too much transformation to allow yourself to be dragged into the same ambushes, the same conditions. And that's extraordinarily powerful. And no matter what your trauma is, whatever your little girl, your little boy had to contend with, the forces, the energies you built to be able to mitigate that are very powerful. I honor everyone that has to go in and face them. They are very, yeah, they're all consuming. So this was a gift. It was a gift from the universe where I was, I, there was something there that said, I don't want this anymore. And I'm not blaming them. It's not about them. It's like, it's the piece of me that's still thinking it's, you know, in the trenches. You know, it's a very big thing to release these energies it's almost like you know the the collider in switzerland i mean the power generated in this life force is huge i'm thinking about the collapsing black hole these forces are massive this life force to live to survive is huge so for you to go in there and to begin to take out, take out the fuel and to starve it of its fuel, it's a huge, monumental act. It's bigger than climbing the Himalayas. or It's monumental. You've got to keep going in there and unplugging this thing. So kudos to everybody in the universe who's doing it. Great. It's a very... It's a dangerous passage, you know? So finally, 
and I, and I say ceremony, I mean mini ceremonies. I don't take the ayahuasca, I just listen to the ikaros. I could literally break down and I literally, my whole system broke down and said, I don't want this anymore. And I understood why. Like I deserve and I want love, right? Because in a trauma, there's no love. There's no love. And it's that being parched of love, being starved of love. That's the worst thing about all of it. The worst thing about whether you're physically, violently hurt. And it's all an act of, I don't love you. You're not lovable. Why would the universe send you? You're not what I wanted. All these messages are deeply kind of like literally tattooed onto your energetic plane. You build whole interior landscapes, which are your second energetic and third energetic layers of, I am not worthy of being here. So when you release, when you go in and you, and again, I, I think about the toy soldiers, I have them at home, of the toy knights, you know, they go into battle to return the light. And that light is love. In that darkness, there can't be love. If there's love, you wouldn't hide from anything. If there were love, there would be no shadow. If you're okay with all the feelings, if you felt safe and loved and held, you can have a zillion feelings. It's like a dog, it shakes its head. Animals, you know, they, they freeze and then they shake it out. We don't, we keep it in. And it grows and festers and it's like a, a rotting corpse. So, after, you know, the universe, you will keep manifesting until it's out of your system. But now, when you manifest dysfunction or you manifest the strategy, now you have so defueled. You've so seen, you've so faced that energetic kind of wrath that it loses its power. I always say, do not put a demon in a five-star hotel at the Waldorf or the Saint-Pierre, Pierre, whatever. Stick it in a Motel 6. Don't give it room service. Keep facing it. It doesn't want you to see it. Because it really, it has tons of power when you're a child. But as an adult, it doesn't really, unless the child is holding on to the story or the secret or whatever. And there's really actually only one thing you need to do, which is to go in and rescue and love your little child. And love the little child in the moment that it was hurt. And for it to know that you love, I know it sounds like a separate part of you, but in a way it is. 
that she knows you love her infinitely interminably forever and that's the healing because that event that ever happened to you whatever it was that happened to you happened when that adult was big and you were small and you were powerless and helpless and vulnerable and that adult had all the power you had no choice you had nowhere to run you had nothing to do but agree and refuse the feeling or accept the feeling and let it burn in you whatever it was that your response was you had to do something with that terror it's an energy it's a thing it's not like pour sand over it disappears now it is you know thriving and breathing and it has action in it. it it's a verb it is not a noun and it doesn't disappear so once you it's like past like it's like you know once you go in and you just like let it be released and then everything will come out like the story what happened the relive the event the feeling you're going to and then you can feel all the anger you can feel the real torrent of whatever the fear was you just like that's it it just rushes out of you it's like a dam breaking you just the whole shit just comes out and it takes a while to settle to be integrated and you look at it like upside down inside down like oh my god is that what really happened and you'll get flashes of old pieces of that and so you weren't the identity that you built but it has power and really you weren't the darkness either because you have the power to face both you created i don't know you whoever that you is evolution whatever created the whole fabrication of armor but you can still see through it and all that darkness too can be seen and faced and you'll live through all of it and i think when it's all seen it will eventually like you know the oxy cubes we put in the washing machine the more you integrate the more it will just become part of you and eventually won't matter and then dissolve because yeah it's shocking to think that the person that you know you revered and idolizes and put onto the pedestal as this kind of guy who sacrificed his life for his children was really an freeloading sexual abusive con man piece of evil that neglected and hated as she hated children i mean what a what a contrast right but all of it sort of when all the energy is taken away from all of it and you actually bring back your little girl to the fold you know they bring her back into your heart and heal her with the love that you have had to commit yourself to bringing her home at all costs right it was 
then eventually it can't have any more power over you. And yes, you'll stumble. There'll be moments like recently where it's like, okay, I can feel this situation and I'm not liking it. Why am I here? Ah, I'm here. I can get out. I I don't want this. So we're tricked. And we're tricked because the system wants to survive. It's like, you know, that's a strategy. It's a screwed up strategy, but it's kind of like that's what it learned. So I think ultimately it all kind of dissolves, really. Because remember, your identity really mattered. Oh my God, my ego really mattered. I was polishing that ego all day, every day. I had to like be the one that did X, Y, Z, you know, be this, look look like this, be like that. I mean, not that you don't come, you don't become like a 400 pound whale and like sit at home and have a crane pull you out of the house. No, but that ego was only built for armor to refuse the truth. So that ego doesn't matter anymore because you don't need the armor, you've seen the truth. Then the truth is like, oh my God, fuck, that's really horrific. And yuck, and oh my God, that's really who I am? That's really what happened? That was really what I was covering up? Ugh, yuck. And then you realize that doesn't really matter anyway. It happened a long time ago. And it's lost its power once you get over the shock. And then you realize, no, I can actually finally begin to create my life. Mine. I don't have to cover up the shit. So I don't have to be struggling to do that, which is paralyzing and small. And it's just like running in the same spot. It's a sum zero equation. And I don't have to sit here and, you know, lash out at these people and be horrified for the rest of my life. It's like, yuck, and yuck, and more yuck, and more yuck. But you're, you know, like, okay, it happened. You know, it's not going to kill me. It didn't kill me then. It's not going to kill me now. My little God, show me. Great, I can bring her home. Ugh, yucky, horrific people. So in a way, it can all be collapsed. I mean, I'm saying that like it's 1-800, you know, <laughs> you know, send me, send me a form. It's not like that. It's a very subtle, powerful, dynamic transformation that happens. And only, certainly for me, only with this medicine, only with this medicine. And interestingly enough, at times I was like, oh, I need to go do toad medicine or do, no, 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 no. I couldn't do it because I was sitting there thinking, my whole system was like, no, this is not where you need to be. So, and it's again, different for everyone. I'm just saying, again, for myself, this medicine, literally like being, allowing myself to be in the washing machine of the medicine and turning on the washing machine on every day, allowing the energy to come out as it comes out. In fact, and I will say, 
you know, I'm not arguing with the universe. It's going to be what it's going to be. In fact, about about a year and a half ago when this energetic stuff started like really coming up really powerfully, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to overwhelm me. You know, there were shamans were saying, oh God, you better get down here. You know, three months, you've got a lot to deal with. How are you going to do it? And ultimately I thought, well, you know, the plant put me here. I didn't choose to come to this life. I don't, don't really haven't really controlled anything. So I'm going to keep surrendering to the plant and I'm going to keep surrendering. This is my path, you know, to be in this place, in this studio, in New York at this moment with all this crazy. I just have to accept that. I'm no longer in control. I don't want to be. And that's a big thing to allow all of this to be dissolved. Because at the end, there's nothing to be angry about anymore because, you know, it was done. You've seen it, you know. He was a pig, you know, whatever. He was revolting and did awful things. What am I going to do? That's life. It's the universe for whatever reason. But ultimately, you come back to the... what. It, all of this is cleared out. What is... What all of this was taking up space was love. It was keeping you from love. It's like a blockage to love. And you can go and scream and shout at other people and take all your shit out on other people, but it's all your shit. You know, if you're hating on someone, it's all your shit. You have to disentangle your shit. You know, so once you're able to just say, you know what, I'm manifesting this. I'm responsible. Something happened that I don't know. And you go into that kind of other place. Then you get your love back. I think that's really all this is about. I mean, he did horrible things and they were awful and yuck and ugh, you can whatever. But the worst thing of all, I was kept away from love. That is like being in the desert with no water. That's the light, the source is love. It's that you love yourself. You take care of yourself. You look out for yourself. And then you're able to love without conditions without needing something from the other person. And you won't find unloving people. You won't, I certainly sought them out, people who would just replicate the same conditions, which just put me back to square one over and over, right? So the win is love. You know, you might also get the house in Beverly Hills, you know, with the infinity pool. <laughs> That doesn't matter. I mean, I've been in places where, you know, we've been in that. It doesn't matter where, where you are. It doesn't matter whether you're a beggar or the CEO of Facebook. Love is the win. If you've been abused or traumatized, or cancelled out in any way. What they took away from you 
the greatest gift was love. It's like taking away the, you know, the games from the children. It's like love. The full acceptance of you in the light and the great nurturing of love. After all this shit, I mean, God knows how many years of this crap I've been through. The gift wasn't the Ferrari. It was love. It was I don't need to live without love anymore. I don't have to keep finding people incapable of love. I mean, unconditional love, right? Not a gentle, I'm talking about unconditional love that I can actually love or learn how to love myself because I've been shown love. And the love I was shown was through a plant. That's insane. So deeply buried in the darkness was I. I had no concept of what love ever was. Once, a little moment when I was very little of a little boy platonic, magnificent, it kept me going for miles and years on that little tiny moment of acknowledging this love that he had for me. Purely platonic, but it was like, you know, a galaxy. So there are stages to all of this working through and seeing and being pulled under and just, and it's a shitload of stuff. But in the end, this, the soil that you can grow from is this rich, fertilized soil of love where you get to live again, actually to live and to grow and to actually build a life that is a truth that emanates from your heart. Whatever that is, it doesn't matter as long as it's true to all of who you are, because you're finally here. Because love brought you here. Bye.